One thing that's come up often since I started therapy, it's not my first time doing therapy. I started seeing a new therapist sometime in 2022. I think it was in July. And I'm recording this episode in early March. My therapist has made a profound difference on my life. So I, I try to bring some of the things that we explore together onto the show because you might be going through some of the same things, having some of the same thoughts, looking for similar answers or guidance. And one thing that really stood out in my previous therapy session was around how my needs are valid. That was the phrasing my therapist used. He said, your needs are valid. And he helped me realize that I've gone through most of my life without feeling like my needs were valid. I have felt so often like I need to justify my need to others. He also pointed out to me that I have a tendency to expect people to not meet my needs. And I don't think anyone has ever pointed this out to me before, but it's so true. And that's the beauty of therapy, to just have someone else witness you, notice you, understand you to the best of their ability, and be able to kindly, gently, but powerfully reflect back something that you may not have noticed about yourself. And sometimes those reflections can be powerful guidance and answers. And since I'm recording this episode live in Beyond Measure, I got the thumbs up, the vote of approval from the live viewers and listeners that this subject matter resonates with them too. Before I get into it, one of them just asked a question. Right before I started recording the episode, I sprayed something around me. I keep a lot of aromatherapy nearby because that, I don't know if I would call a need. It might be though. I, I'm still figuring out the definition of needs and that might play a role in today's episode. But I really enjoy and benefit from aromatherapy. So I keep a lot of it around me. I have a couple mists that I use. I alternate between this white sage mist and this aura spray, a crystal infused spray. And they just smell really good. Both of them are designed to kind of cleanse your space. The sage in general, sage is known for cleansing and purifying and helping with clearing negative stagnant energy. And this other one I'm holding, see what's in this. I haven't really even paid attention to it. I've had it for so long. It's made with volcanic spring water and cleansed with energetic healing and infused crystal energy. It's got citrine, one of my favorite crystals, selenite, black tourmaline, amber, and herkimer diamond. Both of these I got from the Goddess Provisions Box, which is a monthly subscription box that's filled with crystals and stones and aromatherapy and various household items. I have just so much from them. I also will often put on oils. This is another one I, I got from them from the box and I'm going to actually put it on right now because that really helps ground me. I just, the smell is so impactful, but even the act of spraying or putting on oils or smelling something is really powerful for me. And that is a great segue into today's topic because one of the ways that I have gone about my life, I suppose, I don't know how else to even put this, is that 
I try to hide things that I feel like are unique to me. And I will do that in terms of, it's even hard to put this into words. Like aromatherapy, for example, is something that I would minimize in my past. Or I wouldn't even realize how much I liked it because it didn't seem like other people were using it in the same way, except in like certain spaces, you know, aromatherapy is often associated with like natural food stores and hippies or, you know, I don't know, whatever. I don't even know what terms to give it, but like this kind of woo woo thing. And I was kind of under the belief, even though I liked that stuff, I was a little embarrassed to admit it because it felt so fringe. Fringe is a good word. Aromatherapy, I associated with being fringe. Even though aromas are all around us, I mean, a lot of things could be aromatherapy. Just a plant, if you like the smell of flowers, that's a form of aromatherapy. If you like candles, ooh, New Age, which one of the live viewers suggested. Yeah, New Age is a good, a good word. Like that mentality of it being kind of fringe and like odd or weird or out of the ordinary. Like I, I internalized a lot of that. And was afraid to acknowledge it to others. And in the sense, was I afraid to even acknowledge it to myself and becoming more clear on my needs and desires. I started to advocate for myself in more confident ways, just like I, I did. I mean, in the past, I probably wouldn't have sprayed something on camera out of a fear that it would be noticed and I'd be judged. Now, I know and because Beyond Measure is such a safe place, it's not meant to be judgment. So it's different here. But in other spaces, it can feel a little nerve-wracking. I often carry around an essential oil with me. I try to even remember to do this because it makes such a big difference. So maybe it is a need. And this is just an example of some of the things that each of us may need but deny ourselves of or hide from others because we're afraid of being judged or as my therapist would put it we haven't fully internalized that they're valid and that's a huge exploration for me right now is asking myself what do i need and knowing that i need it is enough for it to be valid i don't have to explain it to anyone else i don't have to hide it or change it I can just be confident in acknowledging that it's a need. And it's a kind of a nuanced thing. And, and since I just started exploring this in therapy, I may learn more about it. But as soon as those words came out of my therapist's mouth, I felt like, yes, that makes sense. And I'll tell you the context in which we were discussing this. So I think I was talking about going to this big event that I am attending a few days from the day that I'm recording this episode and thinking through what accommodations I need. Because now that I'm deeply experimenting with neurodiversity or not neurodivergent, being neurodivergent is a, a better way of expressing that. There are certain things that neurodivergent people need or benefit from greatly. And a huge part of my work is trying to figure out what those are because I've suppressed a lot of things or I've been convinced either by myself or others that 
I didn't need them. And as I was going through specifics of like, how do I go to an event that's incredibly overwhelming, that there's a lot of noise, which for me, I'm highly sensitive to sound. What can I do? I've talked about on the podcast before, one of my favorite tools, which are loop earplugs. And I'll be bringing those to the event for the first time this year. And I feel really confident about that. I'm even prepared for people to ask me about them. And on that note, my therapist said, you can have some things in mind to say. If somebody brings up, oh, what are those in your ear? Like that might happen. I'm going to a huge event with tens of thousands of people. It's possible one random person will ask me about my earplugs because they stand out. They're noticeable. And one practice is if you have a need and it seems a little unusual out of the ordinary, someone might ask you about it. And a helpful tool is to prepare some language for that. But my therapist reminded me that I do not owe them an explanation. And even saying that out loud to you is so exhilarating because I've gone my life thinking I need to explain my needs. I need to justify them in order for them to be valid. That's where the shift is. And it was like a a big mental shift to recognize that I don't owe most people, if anybody, an explanation. I mean, even the fact that I'm hesitating to say anybody shows some of my insecurity. Like maybe the truth is I don't owe anybody an explanation. Maybe like a government official would be a little bit of a different case. Do I need to explain to security or a politician or a police officer? Like that's a little different because of the way our society is structured. But the average person I'm going to interact with, including my loved ones, including my family, I don't owe them an explanation. And it's kind of empowering to realize that. Like not only can I get my needs met, but I don't have to justify them because they are valid simply because I need them. The reason I think he even brought up that phrasing was because I was talking about how at this event I'm going to, I, this is, I'm trying to think of how a succinct way to share this without over explaining, but maybe I'll, I'll border on, on the edge of over explaining. So this event is a multi-day event. Tens of thousands of people are there and it's something I'll probably talk about the show anyway. So I'll just tell you the name. It's, it's the natural products expo. If you've been in my life for long enough, you've heard me talk about this. I talk about it on the podcast, used to talk about it on YouTube. It's been a big part of my life for over 10 years. And the natural products expo is a physically draining event. So I've been thinking like, how can I maintain my energy? How can I take care of myself and meet those needs? Even though other people don't seem to have the same needs. That's the question. I struggle to when I'm the only one. That makes me feel really uncomfortable when it doesn't seem like anyone else has the same needs. I start to think maybe I don't need them after all. Maybe my needs aren't valid. That's the pattern I've been in, the habit, the thought process for so long. So I was specifically talking to my therapist about my potential need of bringing a rolling sh- like cart with me because at this event, a huge 
literal pain point for me is carrying around bags, heavy bags on my shoulder all day. And at this natural products expo, you get a lot of samples. So one option is you don't take samples home and there's no issue with carrying around heavy bags, but I love getting samples. <laughs> this is why I can't wait to relaunch my podcast. This hits the spot. Cause I want to tell you about all the things I try, you know, like that brings me joy. I like sharing my experiences with foods and body care and whatever else. Right. So in order to do that, part of my work benefits from getting samples of things at events like this. But the downside is insane shoulder pain. And every year I go, I'm trying to figure out how do I lessen the pain? And this year I bought a rolling cart to carry, which sounds easy, right? Easy solution for people that don't go to this event, but this event actually doesn't allow them unless they're a medical necessity. So I was talking this through with my therapist and I said, I don't know if my, I don't know if this qualifies as a need and I don't know if the need qualifies as a medical necessity. And ultimately he helped me conclude that it does fall within whatever the, the definition of a medical aid or necessity means, because for me, it's necessary to reduce or eliminate pain. And then I asked him, okay, well, that makes some sense to me, but doesn't everybody feel pain at this event? Isn't everybody struggling with carrying around bags? Is it fair that I get to bring something and call it a medical necessity or is that entitlement? And he said, no, Whitney, not everybody experiences the pain that you feel. And I was shocked when I heard him say that. It's like, what, do you, what? Like that doesn't make any sense to me, but he helped me realize that sometimes we're so in our heads, we think either one of two things. One, that we're the only one that feels or does something and we feel lonely and isolated or two, that everybody else must feel this way too. And it's mind blowing when you get information that points out that one of, of those two things isn't true. And for him to say that not everybody experiences pain like I do was a radical shift. And I thought, wow, maybe, maybe this is a need and maybe he's right. Maybe that need is valid. And then there's the other side of, if I'm the only one with this need, is it valid? And yes, it is. And that's how he positioned it. He said, like, it's a black and white thing. Your needs are valid, period, unrelated to other people's needs. The only obstacle in some of these cases is whether where you are and how you need to show up to meet those needs can accommodate them. That's a different story. So for that event, for example, I can bring that rolling cart to reduce or eliminate pain. And I just need to let them know that that counts as a, as a, a medical aid. And I've done it in the past. This isn't my first time. I did it in the past and I was afraid that, that it wasn't true. Like I thought, oh, like I'm kind of fibbing my way through this. But now I realize, no, I have pain and I don't want to. I'm entitled, not entitled. I'm, it's a valid request. Okay. And so it's a whole different way of thinking for me to go about life thinking. I can ask for my needs to be met, but I also have to recognize that not every space is going to be able to accommodate needs. And I think that's the big difference is we 
need, once we identify what our needs are, and then we recognize those needs as valid, we'll be able to ask for accommodations and find out if they're allowed. And that feels tricky and scary for me. This is, as I mentioned, the other thing my therapist pointed out is I have a tendency to think that I'll be rejected for asking for what I need. I think that's like a, a core wound or trauma for me of, especially when I feel different. And for me, that's often when elements of being neurodivergent show up, like sound sensitivity. I think statistically, most people are not as sensitive to sound as I am and other neurodivergent people are. I'm also not as sensitive to sounds as some neurodivergent people are. I don't, to my current knowledge, I, I'm still learning about this, but I, I don't identify as experiencing a meltdown. Um, whereas some people who are neurodivergent, like certain sounds, they, they freak out, they can't function. I have a, a, a slight version of that where I can't focus. I get very irritated. I feel sometimes angry. Like I, maybe it's an internal melt meltdown. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what a meltdown is to be honest. But my point in bringing that up is wearing the earplugs. No, most people are not going to stop me. There's very few cases where I can't be accommodated for that need, but I still might feel insecure about it. Cause I wonder like, why am I the only one? That question comes up for me a lot. Like either why am I the only one or if I'm the only one, then maybe this isn't valid. That was the thought process that I've been carrying through. And it is, it's not gone. It's not like my therapist said something to me and it disappeared. Like this is a work in progress saying like, okay, just because I'm the only one who needs something doesn't take away from the validity. And it's a little scary. It feels really vulnerable. But then there's part of me that's really excited about it and can't wait to figure out more needs and ask for them and can't wait to work through the discomfort of it. Because I've noticed I get flushed when I ask for certain needs or accommodations. Another example is I've recognized recently, probably in the past year, I've always known this about myself, but it's been very prominent. I like to read captions like subtitles on movies sometimes, but I really like to read captions when I'm on Zoom, for instance. So I, I've been turning them on. There's a great function on Zoom where you can enable captions to read in real time because sometimes I'm listening to people talk and I suddenly lose focus or like something happens and I, I maybe don't understand them or I, I'm losing track or something for a moment. I can quickly jump to the captions and read what they just said and it helps me understand and maintain focus. So it's an accommodation. Captions are obviously great for people that are hard of hearing or deaf, like they're, they're truly a need for some people. But I feel a little embarrassed because I don't know if I've ever heard somebody else ask for captions to be turned on Zoom. But just because nobody asks for them doesn't mean that nobody needs them. And part of this process is you're, you might not just be advocating for yourself, but you're advocating for others too. Some people, can be afraid to ask for their needs. Some people might not realize that they have a need and you could be a role model or you could be the person to give someone else permission, or you could be the person that, you know, sparks a thought in somebody like that certainly happened to me in my journey with neurodivergence. In fact, podcast guests on this show have been a huge part of my journey 
And it wasn't until they said certain things in a certain way and talked about their life that I started to recognize myself within them. So in the case of Zoom, I've been practicing asking for people to turn on the captions. It's a feature that you have to enable. Unfortunately, and this is another important element of accommodations, is there's a lot of accommodations that are technically there, but are really hard to reach. And that's another barrier to getting needs met that I want to acknowledge. So with Zoom captions, you have to go into Zoom settings and it's in like a kind of a quote, hidden section of Zoom, not truly hidden, but it's hard to find. And I've asked for captions to be turned on in three different Zoom meetings recently, like in the past few weeks. And first of all, it feels uncomfortable for me to ask. I feel so vulnerable. I don't know why. I guess in this moment, if I were to guess why, I would say I feel vulnerable because I'm asking for something that it doesn't seem like anyone else needs. So I feel like I'm in the spotlight. I'm asking for something that feels out of the ordinary. So I feel almost like embarrassed around that. Like, I I guess I have some shame around being different. And I'm asking somebody to do something that takes an extra step and I feel like I'm inconveniencing them. So there's a lot of like, emotional barriers for me. And in all three of those instances, the people in the meeting couldn't even figure out how to turn on the captions. That's how, you know, screwy it is on Zoom and such a disappointment, but hopefully that'll change. And maybe that will change by someone like me writing to Zoom and saying, hey, can you make this feature easier to access? That's the other huge benefit of asking for needs is that you can make changes. And that in itself, gives me a little like flutter in my heart or a stomach. I don't know, somewhere, somewhere in my, between my heart and my stomach, I feel like a butterfly effect when I talk about things like this, because I've become really passionate about accessibility, accessibility and inclusivity. I've become much more educated, although I have a long way to go on disabilities in general, even though I'm able-bodied, I think, I, I, I don't know if neurodivergence counts as being able-bodied, to be honest, but able-bodied, I think, is physically able versus mentally, although the mind is part of the body. So I see that's a gap in my knowledge. I'm not sure of, but I've identified as being able-bodied. I'm not in a wheelchair. I don't need crutches. I'm able to move around comfortably. I'm able to get into spaces. And more and more, I'm recognizing that some people have massive challenges. I didn't even realize because of that privilege how complicated it is to get into some places with a wheelchair. And I want to change that. And I also want to change and be part of a change, I should say, for people that have invisible disabilities. Like I've said about myself, even even calling myself disabled feels really uncomfortable. I'm concerned that I'm using the word wrong word. Like it's it's scary and vulnerable but I'm learning about it. I'm advocating for it regardless of if I qualify, because what if that helps somebody else? What if I could write to Zoom and say, hey, this feature needs to be more accessible. It needs to be something that everybody can easily turn on. Maybe Zoom will make that change. And what if somebody else reached out to Zoom years ago and said, you need to enable captions? That's probably what happened. I would imagine either somebody who works at Zoom or a Zoom user contacted them and asked for that feature. And because of, of that, 
I now benefit from it. And I think the same can be true for anybody. So I invite you, if you haven't yet already, to reflect on, brainstorm, clarify your needs. And they may be something that you've never addressed before, just like me. I never thought about physical pain in the way that I did recently with my therapist. I never thought that that was a need. And isn't that kind of silly? I feel like it is in this moment. Like we have come to a place in our society where we have given people all different avenues to reduce or get rid of pain. So it's socially acceptable in a lot of ways to not have to feel pain. So why have I been allowing myself to feel pain unnecessarily when there was a solution right in front of me that I just needed to advocate for? I mean, I think that explains it. I had to advocate for it and I didn't have the verbiage or the confidence or the clarity to do it. And now I'm trying to shift that. Even going back to the aromatherapy, like just a little bit more confident about using aromatherapy because it helps me feel more calm. It's been shown, I think some studies that I've read have talked about it being helpful for reducing stress and anxiety. There's so many amazing tools that we have in this modern age. Why should we deny ourselves of them? We don't have to if they are valid for us. We just have to find a way to accommodate ourselves, I suppose. And that's what I'm trying to do now. And your needs are likely very different than mine. If they are the same as mine, I would love to hear about them. I want to know how do you accommodate yourself or how would you like to accommodate yourself? How do you plan to accommodate yourself? And if you've got vastly different needs than mine, I want to know what they are. Even if I can't relate to them, I still want to know what they are. And one of the places that I hold space for people's needs is Beyond Measure. That's where I'm recording this episode live right now. The live episodes allow you to come and comment things in real time. So if you were here listening and live, you could have this chat with me. And for those that were listening live to this episode, I'm so grateful or are listening in real time right now. Thank you for being here. I think I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that, that this topic was voted for because other people were curious about accommodating needs and feeling like their needs were valid too. And I hope I got there at least a little bit today, but I think this could be an evolving conversation, certainly something I'm learning more about. And I'd love to tell you about my experience. So my plan is to do an episode next week about my experience at the Natural Products Expo. And I'll tell you about the accommodations right now, the rolling cart and the earplugs are a big part of my plan. I will likely carry some essential oils or something with me, some sort of some, something that smells good. I will also be going outside more. This is something my therapist has practically prescribed me to do at the event. It's an indoor event at a convention center with all those people. And he has really encouraged me to take breaks maybe every 30 to 60 minutes, which I've never really done in all my years of going. But my aim is to reduce stress and anxiety and accommodate myself. And by going outside, I can get some fresh air. I can, there's trees that in certain areas outside. I can sit in a bench and, and help reduce pain and stretch. Like all of those are valid needs that I used to ignore. And I can't wait to tell you about the needs I identified and accommodated and maybe even 
some moments of challenges. It's not necessarily going to be easy. And in the chat, one of the live listeners said, need of a peaceful environment. That's a very, very valid need. Absolutely. Each of us are deserving of peace. It doesn't always feel easy. We live in a world that, well, peace doesn't always feel like it's around us in our society, depending on where we live, depending on who we live with. A lot of factors. But I would encourage you to figure out what does a peaceful environment look like and really outline it and notice what feels like a need versus a want or desire. And then you can question, are the want or desires actually needs that I just haven't acknowledged yet? And practice validating them for yourself and ask yourself, how can you accommodate that? How can you ask other people to help you accommodate those needs? It's an experiment in asking and pondering and trying things out. And I would love an update on how that goes for you. So again, the conversation where, or the place where we can have that conversation is on Beyond Measure. So every week, except for technically, it's kind of hard to say in this episode because I'm recording this episode on March 6th and this episode comes out on March 20th. So I'm taking some time off to travel and skipping a week of, of live episodes. But most weeks I will be live recording this show and I welcome you to join within Beyond Measure. And if it's not a fit for you, continue listening on the podcast. This might get uncomfortable. And you can try reaching out to me via email as a way of communication. Although, as I've mentioned more and more this year, because of my own needs, I need to set boundaries around emails and emails feel overwhelming and just so many emotions tied into emails. And for me, a big desire, not necessarily a need, but a desire of mine is to bring people to Beyond Measure where we can talk and communicate and support one another and do it in a safe, non-judgmental space that's aimed around accommodating who you are, witnessing who you are, and growing together. So if that sounds good to you, use the link in the description. And if not, I'll be back again next week with another episode. Actually, I'll be back again on Friday because I have guest episodes every Friday. So tune in if that sounds good to you. There's neurodivergent people on the show. I just recorded with one earlier today. Amazing woman, all sorts of people. I'm, I'm really looking to bring in people from all different places, emotionally, physically, backgrounds. This, I want the the diversity and understanding different people and learning about each other so that we can accommodate each other through our understandings. That's my aim with this show. And I hope to have you part of future episodes. Thanks so much for listening today. And until next time we connect or meet or you hear an episode from me, I'm wishing you all the best and figuring out what your needs are. Bye for now.